ماذا يحدث في العالم؟ Hey, everybody. Welcome to What in the World. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. My co-host, Quincy Johnson II, is off doing actor things, I do believe. Central casting came up, things like that. So who knows what Quincy's doing. But joining me today as a guest to talk about just happy, happy fun time shit, Chris Crittenden. Hey. You were also on which other what in the world were you on i did the indian whatsapp lynch oh sure yeah <laughs> yeah all the fun stuff i guess all the i, I could have we we have an episode coming up about uh weird candies from around the world and i Ooh. guess i could have booked you on that but i i might even be more qualified to talk about <laughs> weird candies than either of these things but yeah i don't think anyone's super qualified to talk about what we're talking about today at least not in the united states yeah no i guess not I had never, ever heard of this. Uh, we're talking about the Magdalene Laundries, which was basically a system of borderline slavery that happened uh, all throughout. It happened all over the world, but predominantly in Ireland for decades and decades and decades. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Just such a long time. <laughs> not a good thing. It is not. The Magdalene Laundries, they were institutions that operated from the 18th to the late 20th century. And they're named after Mary Magdalene. Obviously, she got the naming right. She paid a lot of money for it. She was also a biblical figure who was characterized as a reformed prostitute in earlier centuries. Mm -hmm. Did that change? I don't follow religion enough. I mean, I I don't think they advertise that part as much. I, I yeah, mean, I like, guess that makes sense. It's more just like, she's the other Mary, not like, <laughs> you know, whore Mary. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I guess uh, that. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, and these institutions—they were meant to house quote fallen women, right? Which good band name? Yeah, there like, should be a band out there called the Fallen Women. When I heard that, I thought about the the old like Life Alert commercials. <laughs> <laughs> I've fallen, Just... and I can't get up. I'm like, all right, well, I guess you're doing industrial laundry now. <laughs> yeah, every granny who ever broke a hip. Yep. Spent the rest of her life doing laundry for Ireland. And that workforce wasn't very effective. <laughs> so they need to expand the definition. Yeah. We had to invent the washing yeah. machine. We had no choice. When these facilities first started popping up, that term implied female sexual promiscuity or prostitution work, which already not grounds for incarcerating women for their entire lives, I would argue. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. Having a kid out of out of wedlock. Out of wedlock, yeah. That maybe, was the maybe other one. Not. That was the one that, that's what they say when they say promiscuity. I want to clarify because I read right. the, I read the stuff and it's like, that's promiscuity? She could have been raped. Yeah, that could have just been like a really bad night. <laughs> like and and that's that's what got you it oh man. Yeah. And that's that's what these were. They were prisons for uh what society at the time deemed loose women. Yeah. Basically. I got like literal like sad chills looking at the the 
pictures of the cribs that were yeah. made out of chain link fence. Yeah. That's horrifying. Oh my God. It's almost like what we're doing to brown kids right now. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's almost exactly like that. And the kids looked, I'll mention to the readers later where you can see all these pictures. There's an article that has a lot of really great images. I mean, not great images, but gives you a good idea of what life was like inside these facilities. And the kids in a lot of cases look perfectly happy. And it's because they've never known anything else. They've just grown up there. So all they've known is life inside those walls. It would yeah. be it would be like if women who uh, deliver babies in prison now, we just keep them in, keep the babies in prison. Which is insane. Right. Like it's such a yeah, that's so wild. It's a it's a bad way to raise a kid. It's like the movie Room but like oh, by yeah. the church. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's horrifying. Yeah, that's that's pretty accurate. That was a good movie. Oh, it's so good. I, I was watching, I, I watched it in like a pretty empty theater because comic so saw it during the day. Yeah, and, of course. Uh, and the only other people that were in the theater were an old couple and the wife was enthralled uh-huh. and the husband was not having it. So I was like watching two movies. I was watching <laughs> the Room and I was also watching this guy just n- not like stone-faced, this whole that insanely emotional movie. I'm like, yeah, you're like a bad person. Like, yeah, he's definitely got a mother and child locked up in his Yeah, yeah. Like somewhere. at one point he talked about wanting to leave and his wife like physically hit him. Like it was like, she was like, that is not a movie no. you walk out of. No, it's incredible. That's insane. Like it was <laughs> it's like a really good movie. It was hard to watch, but like it was very, very good. Like yeah. at least like stick it. You you've already paid your money. Like right. come on. And it was already like over halfway, so it's like you're probably not getting your money back if you walk out at that point. Yeah, it's like yeah. you you knew what you were in for. There was already the whole child being held captive pretty early. Yeah, so they like, make that pretty clear. You either are in for that or not, right? <laughs> like you just either like get in or out. That's not one you should be like. Well, I, this is pretty rough. I don't want to see this kid get rolled yeah. up into a rug. Like. It's just, <laughs> I wonder how he would react to reading this story. Oh It'll man, probably yeah, just probably be just he would, so boring to him. He would have already tabbed over to Sudoku. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like someone's got to do the laundry. What's the problem? I don't get it. I always I like a clean sheet. <laughs> <laughs> so these uh, these places were operated basically as penitentiaries. Yeah, they were like the women had to work. They had to do laundry, but they were locked in. They couldn't leave. They couldn't go anywhere. And it was a lot of times more harsh than being in prison, I think because of the the work aspect. But the whole time they were operating, the public perception was, oh, we are rehabilitating these broken women. Right. And in it's again, it's tied to the church. Right. And the church in in Ireland is kind of beyond reproach. So. Right. It's a. It's like it's not a. It's not a government institution, but it supersedes government yeah. institutions. I wonder if the Catholic Church got away with any other really huge crimes. Yeah, I don't for a know. I think time. we would have heard of it. Yeah, I think we would have heard about it. You know, if so, like I, this this really made me feel like an ignorant American, though. Reading oh, about yeah. this story, because I was just like, oh, I I am one of those people they talk about. Right. <laughs> like, well, there was a movie about this in yeah, two thousand two. I had no I've, idea. No I've never, idea. It apparently won awards. Yeah, I, ma- I imagine so. And it's, I would have heard that it's called the Magdalene Sisters, so I would have heard that. It's not a stretch. Like, I don't yeah, care. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whatever. She doing stand-up? Otherwise, I'm not <laughs> watching it. Uh, so they, yeah, they they operated as if they were rehabilitating these women. And these facilities operated all throughout Europe and North America for much of the 19th century and deep 
end of the 20th century. Fucking 1996 is when Ireland closed the last prison for unclean women. Oh my God. My youngest brother was four. Yeah. That's like not like there were, I had internet like at that point, like I had the internet. Yeah. I was in a chat room talking about the Sacramento Kings. They shut these down around the time Tupac was shot. That's so wild. Yeah, Kurt Cobain. <laughs> yeah. He might have he found out about this early and that's what <laughs> <that's, laughs> killed himself. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, they closed the last one in nineteen ninety six. We're gonna talk about one of the survivors stories at the end of this. Oh god, I hope not. Oh okay. man. <laughs> <laughs> and the, this woman they interviewed, they interviewed her this year. She's 40 years old. Oh, no. I knew that was going to be the one. <laughs> oh, man. Like, that's so young to have lived through something like this. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. younger than me. Oh, man. It's crazy. That's nuts. And they were, like you said, mostly run by the Catholic Church. Mm. And in Ireland is where these facilities survived the longest. The first was called the Dublin Magdalene Asylum, sometimes called the Magdalene Asylum for Penitent females. Open- That's my favorite kind. Yeah. <laughs> I love a penitent lady. <laughs> that was opened in goddamn 1765. So this shit went on for more than 200 years oh in my Ireland. Gosh. This is a fucking scandal. And they were supported by the state. They operated uh, and were operated by religious communities. And as we mentioned earlier, they were primarily, at least the public face of it, was meant to re- rehabilitate what they called fallen women, which uh, in the 18th century, that, that referred mostly to prostitutes and women who had children out of wedlock. But then they started like putting up more of these facilities and they needed more people in them. Hmm. So they just expanded the definition of fallen women to include pretty much just uh, promiscuous women, in some cases women who were too pretty, mm. like just any like any challenging- Young of, women who yeah. the dad didn't want to raise. In Ab- some of those articles, it was just Ab- like, the mom left and I have nine kids? Get the hell out of here. Abused women, oh, like man. women who complained of child abuse, they were like, all right, we got a solution for you. Yeah. We'll just take you from your parents and put you in this laundry prison, oh, which, man. damn, that is so fucking harsh. Yeah, it's awful. And then and then like the religious stuff makes it even worse. Like again with the ignorant American thing. I'm I'm reading all these articles and all I could think is it's just it's a lot like Orange is the New Black when they're making the panties. Oh yeah. But that mixed with the handmaid's tale <laughs> cuz they have to call everyone mother. Yeah. And it's like super weird and like and then the the like some of those punishments are as gruesome as the stuff in the handmaid's tale like, "Oh, uh you you were being naughty." Well, I guess you have to spend the night with this dead body. I didn't mean to rhyme. That was like I don't. I hope they didn't. <laughs> that would be an additional crime on you top know of the. Did. They had to. They workshopped that shit for weeks. But oh my god, what the fuck? That's yeah. just not a thing that should be done to anyone. Like that's like a that's like maybe an okay like like medieval war crime to pull like if you're reading about that like whoa you were fucked up but like yeah like to a kid or something we would do in guantanamo yeah like to a kid because they maybe were gonna be bad at some point yeah what the fuck yeah they're definitely gonna be bad now (laughs) like from now until forever so much more bad oh yeah, they the things they put these women through and kids like that's it's also yeah. important to remember sometimes it was just women who had kids. They eventually like an adopt the kids. Slash off. that. 
That was yeah. like it wasn't just the the laundry facility was a thing, but then they also just had kids in there because a right. lot of those women had kids, or they were just kids that got dumped. Like it's and they just all kind of lived together. One thing that uh, comes up, I don't remember if I put it in the notes, but they would the church would put up these huge facilities where they would have like their their laundry facilities and their insane asylums and their oh reformatories, and it would just be this huge like prison complex. Of people that they had basically taken cacophony of screaming, yeah, madmen and people who are stuck with madmen, right? Yeah, that's like, like horrifying. People who had just like acted a little weird in public, that's, and that oh, you you man. could get committed for that shit. That's not the part of town I would want to go to because it's like, what if you just accidentally yeah. get stuck in part of it? Like, Ugh. I'd just stay away from there. That would be the part of town I'd be like, all right, I know that ramen place is great, but let's not. <laughs> These places did all have good ramen. Yeah, of course. I read you that gotta, in the know. notes. Uh, so yeah, the the idea of this at first, at least as they explained it to the public, was to reduce prostitution <laughs> or eliminate prostitution, <laughs> which is kind of how we handle drugs now. Yeah. Where if there's a drug dealer, we we arrest that drug dealer on the corner, and then he's just replaced by another drug dealer. Like, that's what happened with prostitution in Ireland at the time because they weren't fo- they were focusing on the crime and not the cause of the crime. Right. Like there were so many women turning to prostitution at the time because they were living in just these really harsh oppressive conditions. Wait, it wasn't their first option? Yeah. I, I know, right? It wasn't what they went to school it's what for. What they went to, Yeah. <laughs> I majored in prostitution, <laughs> graduated top of my class. Yeah, you would think, but no, no, it's not that at all. And this is a quote from Francis Finnegan, author of Do Penance or Perish? A Study of Magdalene Asylums in Ireland, which I bet is a super upbeat read. Just a hoot. Yeah. Take it to the beach with you this weekend. This is a quote from her. Or is it him? This is we're talking about Ireland. Francis Finnegan. Yeah, right. That could go either way, but probably a woman. Uh, the issue of continued demand for prostitutes was barely confronted. So absorbed were moralists with the disgraceful and more visible evidence of supply. And while acknowledging that poverty, overcrowded slum housing, and lack of employment opportunities fueled the activity, they shirked the wider issues, insisting on individual moral rather than social reform. Hmm. So that sounds familiar yeah that sounds current yeah that sounds like a thing we do in this country also all the time and wonder if that comes from that uh horrifying guilt associated with the religious backgrounds could be nations probably no 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 no, yeah you come here you throw all your kids in an asylum before you left ireland you'll be you'll adjust fine uh, yeah yeah none of that all that will will seem like the past yeah and the what she talks about in this book is that what these asylums eventually became was not so much a place to rehabilitate people, but just a source of free labor. <laughs> there was lots of washing that needed to be done in Ireland, <laughs> and the the Magdalene asylums were used for that. I mean, I got to say, as an American, kudos to the Irish for resolving 
their slave labor situation without a civil war. Yeah, that's, that's a good a, point. Yeah, bravo, guys. That's pretty impressive. They just needed the washing machine to be invented. Yeah, that's, that's all. That that's is all. one of the, I don't think I mentioned it in the notes, but that is one of the things that they kind of attribute to shutting these things down finally. But even then- How recent were washing machines? I know. Like I, I had a washing machine or at least access to them my entire life, and I was born in the 70s. Yeah, like, I've had them accidentally most of the time, you know? Like, they're either there or, like, I just look on Craigslist and yeah. I, at a point when I have $100 and soon enough I just have them. So even, I don't know. even decades after that, they uh, were like, we still like when the women do it. That's, that was I a mean, good Irish yeah, accent. That was pretty you. good. Yeah. Uh, maybe they just did a better job. Yeah, it could be. You know, like how the dishwasher doesn't really like get it clean if you don't like <laughs> rinse it first, you know? Yeah. It's like maybe it's that sort of thing. Old John Henry. Yeah. Some woman just beat a washing machine <laughs> at washing sheets oh. and they were like, 30 more years. I, I didn't know there was a sadder version of that song. <laughs> <laughs> and so the, basically by, because of the way they approached it, the problem never went away. So it just turned into more demand for laundry facilities. and <laughs> Just more dirty laundry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh. And with the, the demand, uh, with that came a demand to fill these laundry facilities, which, again, that sounds very familiar if you uh, are familiar with our private prison system. And so at that point, they expand the definition of fallen women which eventually just came to mean any woman who appeared to challenge traditional norms or notions of Irish morality, which this is, I, there, I was watching a Twilight episode, episode uh, a couple months ago, and there's this scene, I put it on Instagram and said, this is how your grandpa used to argue with your grandma. <laughs> there was this scene where it starts with this guy like coaxing this woman out of the bathroom. They've like just had an argument and he's, you know, being really conciliatory and things. And then she finally comes out and they walk out hand in hand. And then a police car just pulls up and fucking snatches her and throws her in the back and pulls off. And it's oh like, ah, she was being a bitch. See? <laughs> and I think this is kind of like, was it felony being a bitch or misdemeanor <laughs> exactly. being a bitch? But that was a thing that used to happen even in this country. Like, oh, have you ever seen The Changeling with Angelina Jolie? I don't think I have. It's about a woman whose kid gets kidnapped and they bring her back oh, the entirely no. wrong kid. Yeah, yeah, no, I have seen that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she gets thrown in an asylum for being crazy, for not accepting that this complete stranger right. is her child. That was, it was like a period. Yeah, and yeah, it was yeah. based, I'm pretty sure it was based on a true story. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a stretch. Yeah. Like, I mean, even like the like American Horror Story with like the asylum where, right. where like a journalist getting trapped in there investigating it, that shit was based off like a thing that happened too, yeah. I think. It's like, what? Like, how is this the real, like, why do people even make up stories? Like, why yeah. are we bothering? And I'm always like shitting on Reagan for shutting down mental health institutions. Oh, then I man. hear about this and I'm like, maybe the homeless are just better off in the streets. Yeah. Like, I who mean, knows? Yeah, there's there are definitely versions of these things that are worse than freedom of some kind, but it's like yeah. it would just be nice if there were, you know, services that worked <laughs> for people that needed services. Yeah. That would have been that would have been a nice touch. Yeah. Uh so yeah, the women were branded as both a mother and a criminal if they happened to have a child out of wedlock and as the as the the definition of fallen women expanded, these facilities expanded in both size 
and their role in society. So, as we mentioned earlier, several religious institutions established Irish laundries, sometimes on the same plot of land as the reformatories and industrial schools. So they have basically labor camps Mm. run by the Catholic Church. Yeah, I was going to say, what is an industrial school? Yeah. Sounds like like a lot of like black, like Bauhaus. Yeah, you <laughs> <laughs> like what are they like? like what is to it play in, a helmet song yeah. in our industrial school. It's like I don't even. It's like I I think that because I want it to be that, but I yeah. know it's going to be something horrifying because of the rest of the story. Yeah, it's probably just kids who didn't want to pay attention. Yeah, so yeah. come do work for us and pretend you're in high school. For you're coal the, miners now, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, I'm sure it was that. And so over the years, these laundries become like an integral part of Ireland's, and this is another quote from Francis Finnegan, larger system for the control of children and women. Women and, quote, bastard children were both incarcerated for transgressing the narrow moral code of the time. <laughs> and Oh, man, that's that's so great. It's just like, hey, that'll teach you to have a mom. Yeah. <laughs> Piece of shit. <laughs> You fucking get little Irish orphanage where you belong. Yeah, get in this chain link crib, <laughs> you piece of shit. Don't go to your aunts. Yeah. Don't get raised by your grandparent. You evil. Fuck your grandparents. Evil. They're in here too. Yeah. I'm gonna. You gotta stay here until you're old enough to stand by the corpse all night. And that's. <laughs> and then we put you by the corpse, and then we put you in the coal mine. It's the system. It's like what the fuck. Yeah. God damn. And. Th- even worse, these places would work together where the reformatories <laughs> and the industrial schools would sometimes send girls oh, to the laundries to to carry out work. And they eventually evolved to prefer permanent inmates, which is a really weird way of saying you're going to reform a person. Yeah, right. Just reform them into a prisoner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now you're a prisoner. We've reform them into a laundry machine. Yeah, yeah you're, you're really good at cheats. You're so good. We're not even going to worry about buying these newfangled machines. <laughs> That's, I like to think that what changed it is like one of the dude's wives bought a laundry machine at home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she was like, yo, you guys really got to check this. It's honestly crazy. Like, it's so much cleaner. Like, my hands hurt all the time. I feel like dying because I do our laundry, and I can't imagine what it's like for them to do the whole country's laundry. They're just like, oh, yeah, yeah. How much would it cost? Oh, really? It's that little? Okay, yeah, I guess we can't really. Yeah, we got to do that. Yeah. <laughs> just... But just imagine in the era of washing machines still running one of these places. Oh my god, it's so and insane. And trying to justify it to be some like people how, like their laundry done by Yeah, hand. how much negative press do you have to run about <laughs> washing machines <laughs> to be like no, they're not the answer. Well, <laughs> I heard a woman's arm got ripped off at a washing machine. <laughs> yeah, and she got a settlement from the washing machine company. <laughs> your dog might drown in it. You never know, your dog might get in it and drown. <laughs> oh man. Man. So over the years, the treatment of women inside these facilities just became more and more harsh and cruel because hmm. you're going to get bored just watching women do laundry. Eventually, you're going to yeah. want to start beating on them a little bit. Right. Things of the nature. Isn't it weird how like the people that want more power than a normal person are always like totally chill people? Yeah. And, like they never have any kind of like ulterior motive for wanting like an amount of power that no normal person would need to wield. Yeah. Based There's on never like anything. normal, non manipulative or power based interactions. Is that right? Yeah. You'd yeah. think you would see some sort of like uh, psychosis or something out of yeah, people yeah, like yeah. that. But yeah. 
Almost I bet never. that next politician is going to be great, though. Yeah. I think that guy <laughs> is going to change things. I bet the next prison warden is going to turn it all around. <laughs> exactly. I think the mayor is going to figure out the homeless problem. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Uh, so this is uh, Frances Finnegan also. Just, she described these facilities as particularly cruel, secretive in nature, and emphatically more punitive than a prison. And remember, we're talking about women who did not commit crimes. And we're talking about, in some cases, early 1900s prisons, right? That's not oh, a yeah. great prison. And yeah. it's worse than that? Yeah, exactly. we're, <laughs> Worse than, like, dying in a cell? What's <laughs> like, how is it worse than that? Like, when, when basically you got away with it if you weren't there when you murdered someone, but you didn't if someone said you did it? <laughs> like, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, it's Everything worse than that? was gross in the United oh, States God. at that time. Just a fucking cesspool. Horrifying. And so by 1920, the Laundries had completely given up on (laughs) any claims of rehabilitation and were, quote, seamlessly incorporated into the state's architecture of containment. So now they've gone from, we're fixing ladies, to, hey, Laundries laundry. (laughs) (laughs) And here's a big jump. We just mentioned 1920. Just to give you an idea how long this shit went on. Until the 1970s, inmates were required to address all staff members as mother, and it was demanded that they spend most of their days in silence. Uh, Until the 70s. That is Handmaid's Tale shit. It really is. Absolutely. That's horrifying. Again, I just I'm gonna say horrifying about who thirty-five hand- times more. In who this wrote episode. Handmaid's Tale? I wonder if it's at least partially. It was just one of the people that was here. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, and it's not even. We're like, oh, it's a metaphor. She's yeah. like, it's not a fucking metaphor, you idiots. It actually this comes from happened. a promotional pamphlet <laughs> yeah, for these yeah. laundries. Oh, man. Uh, so as these institutions became more common, the definition of fallen women once again was expanded. This time to include petty criminals, orphans. Mentally disabled women and abused girls and sometimes young girls who are considered too promiscuous or flirtatious or sometimes just too beautiful. What do petty criminals, orphans, mentally disabled women, abused girls, women who are considered too promiscuous, flirtatious, or too beautiful have in common? (laughs) They're great at laundry. (laughs) Get them in there. Get them in there. That's so fucking wild. That's like there's nothing. There's like nothing tied. Ah, oh, God. It's just like any criteria. It's like, yeah. got, a, got, a, got those boob things? Get in there. What do you like? It's like, that's insane. Yeah, it's just like any talking back, I assume. A- yeah, anyone who ever was a problem for anyone at any point in any time. Like, it's, yeah. that's basically. The, that's- the girl we're going to talk about at the end, she was like, I did some shoplifting, but I didn't think I was that bad of a kid. I, I don't know that I was friends with any girls in middle school who did not shoplift. Right, yeah. Everyone shoplifts in it's high school. It's the least you can do. You're <laughs> like you you're not even legally allowed to work and you're hurting a corporation as far as yeah. I'm concerned. That's like you're on the side of good in terms of like actual good. And especially back then because there was less there weren't as many like oh, security issues to you just had to outrun a guy. Yeah. Yeah, shoplifting then just basically meant like if you got caught, that is like you kind of wanted to get caught, right? Because yeah, it's like, how did yeah. that happen? Did you go like, ah, ooh, like other I got, than that? I got caught shoplifting gummy bears at a Super X drugstore once. <laughs> how and did they catch you? Was the, it one of the mirror things? Yeah, it was one of the mirrors. Those like, are they see a lot with those. Yeah, and uh, they just they took me in the back room and like 
the guy was like, I'm gonna, I have to call your parents. And I was like, my phone's disconnected, because it was at the time. <laughs> and he was like, all right, well, I'm going to call the police. You just wait here. But he also like left the back door open. Uh. So I feel like he was like, just get the fuck out of here when I leave. Did so you take I did the gummy bears? Too? I did that. No, I should have. That would have been that would have been hilarious. <laughs> I just stole a bunch more shit on the way <laughs> like out. Like you're running out with a box full of funnins, just like uh, electric razors, yeah, shit yeah. I can fence. <laughs> so, an estimated thirty thousand women were confined in these institutions in the 19th and 20th centuries. But the reason that is just an estimate is because these were so secretive, and because they didn't want people to know what was actually happening in their Catholic church labor camps, they didn't keep records. They didn't keep records of any of the women in there. Yeah. So there are just generations of women who are just lost to history. I relate to that financially. There are years where it's just like, there's no records and there's a reason. <laughs> None yeah. of the stuff that happened that year was good. And so, like we said, their last Ireland's last Magdalene Laundry closed in 1996 but because of all the secrecy there are no records to account for all the women who were confined there right through the grunge era oh man that's nuts and what's even crazier is what finally brought this to the public's attention they found a fucking mass grave of magdalene laundry women that is about when people start paying attention right yeah, that's yeah. like when I remember. That's hard to ignore. That's when I remember hearing about the uh, like Serbia Bosnia stuff was like, right. oh, mass grave. Ah, yeah. I was like, ah, I don't like the sounds of that. That sounds bad. Yeah, and especially when it's a mass grave at just one fucking church. Like, yeah. I get that they had some big grounds, but damn, you're oh. one place. Yeah, you were talking about the records in the in the place with the mass graves. They were like talking about moving bodies and, yeah. <laughs> and it's like well we're gonna move 72 bodies and then they looked and they're like they found 155 bodies <laughs> yeah and they said that they cremated people so i'm like that cremated people are people if you're looking at yeah. them that doesn't count yeah so like what so they found 155 bodies like it's like I, I apparently got, I'm, yeah. that's so scary. It's just yeah. like so they just had no idea how many people were there, who was there, who died there, who right. got, who escaped. Yeah, it's uh, it happened in Dublin in 1993. The Sisters of Our Lady of Charity, you motherfuckers with that name. Uh, they lost a bunch of money in the stock market, as your local Catholic church has want mm. to do from time to time. And to cover their losses, they sold part of the land <laughs> in their convent to a property developer. I told you, we never should have stopped gambling. <laughs> exactly. Why did we get into the stock market business? <laughs> and this led to the discovery of 155 corpses in a uh. mass grave. And even then, it took a while for the public to be like, whoa, 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 wait. What what happened with all the people in the mass grave? Yeah. I think they just heard mass grave and thought like, oh, well, it they're avoiding some poltergeist shit. Yeah. That's good. Better move those bodies. 155 then... corpses in a mass grave is my favorite black metal band, though. <laughs> yeah. I like their early stuff from when they were yeah. at the industrial school. Right, at the industrial yeah. school. The industrial first... school demos. The industrial school EP, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and so what really uh, brought this to the public's attention there was a 1997 Channel 4 documentary called Sex in a Cold Climate, which seems like a weird title for yeah. this, but I, whatever. I guess, I guess they're like technically right, 
but also like yeah. that's like such a minimal that's like like the that's that was written by the same kind of Irish person that called the the potato famine the troubles. Oh yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like that level of minimalization <laughs> of stuff. Yeah. They interviewed former inmates who testified to continued sexual, psychological, and physical abuse. In 1999, former asylum inmates Mary Norris, Josephine McCarthy, and Mary Jo McDonough gave accounts of their treatment. And this apparently, like their descriptions are apparently what made for the basis of the 2002 movie The Magdalene Sisters. Hmm. And the Irish government, uh, at first they acknowledged the existence of the laundries. They did that in 2001. So even after the documentary and the mass grave, they were still like, no, 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 no. We don't know how those got there. We're, we're unfamiliar. But for And for a long time, they rejected any calls for an investigation or any suggestion that reparations should be paid because their claim was that these were private-run facilities <laughs> and therefore they fall outside the scope of the government. It's like, fine, make the church pay then. Oh, what so the ridiculous. fuck? Just like, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I guess it was bad, but I mean, like, was it really us? Yeah. Was it really... It was like when uh, MK Ultra finally got exposed, oh, yeah. and the CIA at first was like, "Okay, it happened, but it wasn't a massive scale like everyone's saying." And then they found these other twenty thousand documents a few <laughs> years later, and the CIA had to go. It was a massive thing that happened everywhere. You're right. You caught us. <laughs> yeah, that's like the <laughs> like the surveillance stuff. It's like we weren't really listening. Yeah, I mean, we were listening to literally everything. We recorded it all. We have petabytes of data of you saying anything you've ever said in your entire life. If you ever forgot anything, we remember it, but we're not going to tell you. Get fucked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so the uh, the that was a lie. Them saying that these were private-run facilities. Courts would routinely sentence women to confinement in the laundries. The government would frequently award contracts to these laundries. And government employees routinely brought new women to the laundries and returned those who'd escaped. So this was very much a government-involved operation. And they finally, in 2013, when the... I learned a new word today. It, I believe, is TISEC? Sure. It's spelled T-A-O-I-S-E-A-C-H, but I believe it's TISEC. It looks like, like Tau is each to me, because, like... I, I've heard Tao yeah. or Dao before, <laughs> and I just could not ever... I'm glad you said it, because I, I, that's as good as I, I got. I looked it up. There, There is... Let me find it. This is one of my favorite uh, fucking YouTube pages of all time, because this woman landed on such a fantastic business model. Her, her YouTube channel is Emma Saying, and it's called that because it's just Emma saying words that you don't know how to pronounce. And if you, you look it up, <laughs> she'll tell you how it's said. Tell us, Emma. T-shocks or T-shaw. What? T-shaw. T-shocks or T-shaw. T-shocks or T-shaw? That doesn't seem like that's an either or. <laughs> Those seem like two completely different. Where'd the S come from? That's what yeah. I Yeah. So, so, yeah, until 2013 with the T-shaw Kenny issued a formal state <laughs> apology Therefore, I, as T-Shaw, on behalf of the state, the Bless government, <laughs> and our citizens, deeply regret and apologize unreservedly to all those women for the hurt that was done to them and for any stigma they suffered 
as a result of the time they spent in a Magdalene laundry. Was that so fucking hard? You couldn't have done that in 1996. And and the thing that's insane to me, and in, in I guess this isn't just an American thing, is like that's like that's like what like a C minus apology. Yeah. But we grade on a fucking curve for apologies. <laughs> That's like, yeah. like, wow, great. Thank you so much. Getting a like, government. Oh, it was bad that people were imprisoned <laughs> and forced to do laundry for hundreds of years? That's not good. Fine. We admit it. Yeah, like, what the fuck? That's all, and then also, that's all we wanted? That's like, yeah. that's so crazy. Like, it's like, oh, God. I've, I've, this shit makes me wonder about, like, like, like labor unions and shit. Like, oh, I used yeah. to hear shit about labor unions and, like, and teamsters and like people winding up dead. Right. It's like, oh, no wonder we used to get fucking vacation <laughs> and like paid time off. Like it's like these people used to like, kill people for shit. Like, yeah. like this shit now it's like, oh, well, we said sorry five <laughs> years later, sort of, and didn't offer to do fucking anything else. And we're like, oh, great. Thank you yeah. so much. Tails is like he's That's just like that. How is that okay? They did later that year uh, agree to pay up to seventy-five million in reparations. Okay, to okay. the women who were forced to work. But even then, the way they did it, they designated these twelve specific facilities. <laughs> And if you weren't at one of these 12 facilities, you didn't get any of that oh, money. Oh, God. Uh, they put it on some fucking Vaughn's Monopoly game <laughs> shit. Like, oh, you didn't have Park Place. Get fucked. Oh. Yeah, they eventually, I think just this year, that other group of women finally oh, started being able to make claims on this $75 million. So that's good, but they also could have just shut these fucking things down in the 1800s like also, they deserve we, to be. Can we do some math and see how many dollars of laundry they did? <laughs> An inflation adjusted? I'm pretty sure they beat out 75 million probably the yeah. thousands and thousands <laughs> of women that were in these things. That's like come on, that's wild. That's this is all just like it's it's horrifying. It and, is, and again, like I don't know. I feel so stupid. Like, I know. doing this episode, like more so than pretty much anything else. I'm like this. I'm even part Irish. Like I'm like a quarter <laughs> Irish, and I have I have no idea about any of this shit. It's just like yeah, and awful. it's it's like borderline slavery, basically. Yeah. And I think the thing, like we associate that with being something of the past, right? And not right. something that was happening. When fucking G.I. Joe was on the air. Yeah. Like, I where mean, was G.I. Joe for these women? Oh, man. Is there not a single episode of him breaking women out of a laundry in Ireland? There's not a. They, they needed a real Irish hero, <laughs> exactly. not a real American yeah. hero. <laughs> so, if people want to look at pictures of this, and why wouldn't you? <laughs> uh, there's an article on the dailymail.co.uk. Which I know is kind of a fucking tabloid, but also these are legitimate pictures. So uh, it's called Life in a Magdalene Laundry. Haunting images show children raised in cruel orphanages around the world as punishment for their mother's sins. And man, to their credit, they put punishment for their mother's sins in quotes. I, I love that you put shit is pretty grim in the notes because <laughs> that is very accurate. That is like. Even like the least bad pictures, it's still like, is that place finished? Yeah. Like, what is the, like, are they buying, is that under construction or is that just how it is? Yeah. Are they sitting on a thing or just yeah. like on the floor leaning against the wall? Uh, that kid who's standing is going to get beat for sure. Definitely. Man. And yeah, there's just all these pictures of them with nuns 
wearing all white. Everyone's wearing all white. Again, very Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, it's just and like, like these the the pictures of them doing laundry. They're wearing Handmaid's Tale shit, right? Basically, it, it's like and it's clearly like like uh, in bad industrial era, like when all yeah. the machines would hurt you or kill you. <laughs> and like in this, there's a a picture of uh, nurseries in some of these laundries had nurseries. This one that they're showing here is in Montreal, Canada. For fuck's sake. And there's like, I don't know, 15, 20, uh, 20 cribs just all jammed into this one room. Yeah, and they're chain link. <laughs> yeah, and the, the that kid... in the close-up, it's so much worse. Up, the first picture, it looks kind of white, and this is just like, that's just a fence. Yeah, it is made out of your neighbor's yard fence. and It, it looks like they cut the barbed wire off. <laughs> that's what it looks like. Yeah. like there's not barbed wire but it looks like there was and this kid looks perfectly content but it's because he's lived in that fucking chain link bed his entire fucking life and doesn't yeah. know any better i get three squares and a square metal <laughs> bed what what else is there three hots and a cot that's all this kid wanted <laughs> and yeah there's just a whole bunch of pictures in that article so i would recommend going to look at it if you want to look at that is that a fucking guard station yeah it's just a prison it's a prison it's a prison it's a prison yeah it's a, it's prison, a prison for women it's a prison with children <laughs> yeah. it's a fucking daycare prison that's yeah. like it's the worst thing and there's a picture of these two girls making their uh fence beds and oh, oh man it is dark there's a lot of fucking pictures so uh go check that out and let's we're gonna i'll post links to some of the different survivor stories i i feel like i went with the least harsh of the ones because yeah. it just felt right like there's so much really awful abuse stuff in the news right now if you really want to go read about the super gory stuff that <laughs> happened here and there is a lot of it we'll put the links up but I want to talk about a, a woman who actually escaped from one of these places. She, at the time of this interview, it happened in, uh, the interview happened in June of this year. The woman was 40 at the time. When she escaped from this place, it was 1993. Oh, man. Imagine 1993 and you're escaping from a fucking laundry prison that's holding you as forced labor. A laundry as a prison that's holding you as forced labor that no one believes in or knows about that's like like it's right. like what the like they just think it's like chill place for ladies yeah and like not just that but i was working in like fast food jobs at this time and you couldn't let a 14 year old like handle knives like the, there would be 14-year-olds, but they would have to like do the cash register. They couldn't, yeah, yeah. or they'd have to like bus tables. They could not be back in the kitchens and shit. And meanwhile, in Ireland, they're imprisoning 14-year-olds and making them do laundry. And this girl was imprisoned starting at the age of 11, I believe. She was in and out of these laundries. Yeah, and that actually makes sense that she escaped because it's like she didn't grow up there, so she didn't right. get patterned off that. She was like, no, this is pretty fucked up, actually. Yeah, she I think I'm going to go anytime I can go. She describes her escape, and she said she just like pushed past the nun and ran out the door, and the nun just like looked but didn't do anything and just let her run. Right, and that was like not her first attempt either. Like right. She said she tried to sneak out like almost any time an older girl went for groceries or anything yeah. like that. So. And her dad would most of the time just send her back. 
Yeah, because good guy. Yeah. And, and Sounds like, like a really solid dude. I like when she said he wasn't much for talking. Yeah. I think it was basically <laughs> what she said. Like, oh, so you just went to prison, to lady prison because he wasn't going to talk about it? <laughs> Holy shit. That's like, that's an insane level of repression that I cannot even understand. No. Yeah, it's, it's fucking insane. Like, I told my parents I smoke pot, like, Three months after I started smoking pot, you know what I mean? Like it's like <laughs> I can't imagine like a, a rela- like a relationship where they're just like, "Well, you're going to kid jail." I know. Like, and we're not going to say anything about it. Like, and I- had we lived in the right country, yeah, that could have been our childhood. Oh my God, I got threatened with military school like a hundred times. It happened zero times. <laughs> Meanwhile, this no conversations. You're in prison. Like, they just drop you off, and for no crime, <laughs> not yeah. even for a crime. This Jenny girl, that's not her real name. This is her talking about why she was sent there or the fact that she doesn't know why she was sent there. I was a bit naughty. I did a bit of shoplifting, but I really don't think I was as bold as it was made out. Looking back, maybe I was a bit troublesome, but not enough to be fucked off somewhere, banished from the house forever. I buy that. Yeah, I mean, I'd say not much justifies that. Yeah. (laughs) And in the facility she was in, they stuck to a strict routine that only allowed for bathing on Tuesdays and Thursdays. That sounds... Because, you know... That sounds about right for me, but uh, hey. Yeah, but yeah, I I do podcasts for a living. I don't do back-breaking laundry by hand for for the Irish government. Exactly. It's a little different situation. I'd probably want to hit a shower every day. For sure. Call me crazy. Also... Isn't it a little fucked up that they don't get to shower when they're already doing laundry? Yeah. <laughs> there are fresh towels. What are we doing here, people? Yeah, that's fucked up. And there's water. You're doing laundry. Don't act yeah. like you can't do this. Like, there is the technology. Can I just splash some of the water on myself, please? Oh, my please? God. And she tells this story about one of her chores there because she says her, her routine there was chores, prayers, work. That was all they did. And one of her chores, again, in 1993, as a 14-year-old, was to carry buckets of slop to feed the pigs that also lived on these grounds. Right. Because, of course. And when she would do that, she would have to cut through. She described it as, like, hundreds of adults who were clearly mentally insane and just, like, rocking back and forth. And she never... Oh, so, like, anyone's worst nightmare? Right. It's like, like imagine someone's describing that as a dream to you. Okay, so, like, last night I fell asleep, <laughs> and I had a dream. I was carrying two buckets of pig slop, and I was dressed like one of the women in Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> and I had to walk through 300 mentally ill people. <laughs> and they were between 55 and 85 years old. <laughs> And seven of them said that I was them from their past. (laughs) (laughs) And then I had to do that every day for three years. Every fucking day. That's not even a dream I want to hear about, much less like a real (laughs) thing that happened I want to hear about. Holy shit. And she eventually found out that those were people who had just been living in the laundry their entire life. Oh, that doesn't, they didn't get used to it? Yeah, you would think. They didn't get reformed? (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. They got less reformed. (laughs) Oh, God. And this is uh, the last quote that we'll share before we get out of here. I bet Quincy's knocking at the door right now. Uh, Quote, we weren't allowed to cry or laugh. There was no emotion in that place, though back then I wouldn't have known what emotion was. That's a 14-year-old girl. I'm glad we hit a hideout at the end, though. Yeah. That's that's good. I I wouldn't have known what emotion (laughs) was. 
and think of all uh, the women who grew up in that situation in Ireland who are just living with that fucking trauma now for the yeah. rest of Like, it's cool that they got money, but also it would have been way cooler if this never happened. Yeah, she went to, like, being a prostitute in London, and that was, yeah. like, a lateral move, basically. Right. It's like, oh, yeah. yeah, this is about the same. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, because oh, when she escaped, her fucking dad wouldn't, like, right. would have just and sent again, her back. The Reformation for sure worked. You know, three years in, you went from shoplifting <laughs> to being a prostitute. Like, yeah. That's like, oh, good, good, good job, guys. I'm really glad that sort you of how our prison it. system works yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's crazy nice. you go in and you come out a worse yeah. criminal yeah like you graduate crime. from juvenile hall to prison yeah it's like you you once you get your degree you know man dark times but shit uh is pretty grim shit is pretty grim <laughs> it is so we'll put links to this stuff uh especially the survivors stories which uh i will warn you ahead of time are they get dark they get very very dark darker than this one and uh, it's bad. It's really bad. But until then, that's our episode. Woo. Good times. Good times. I got to get you on that candy episode or something. Just yeah, that would be a cheer good you up. palate cleanser. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Candy. Get it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a bad person. <laughs> uh, what do we have to plug before we get out of here? I think this is a free episode. So patreon.com slash unpops. You can get two bonus episodes of What in the World every month along with bonus bonus episodes of all the other podcasts that I co-host. So do that. Chris, what do you got to plug? Let's see. We got a uh, Sets Tape comedy show on October 12th. That's a Friday in Canoga Park. It'll be a good time, 8 o'clock. Other than that, I'm on the social media at Chris Tinden. That's my first name. And then the second half of my last name on Twitter and Instagram. Check out my delicious food pictures. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. Chris, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. (laughs) 